In high school, I rolled my ankle and got a chance to live the dream. In addition to elevator privileges and extra travel time between classes, I also got to pick a lucky friend to be my servant for the week. This extremely fortunate friend would get to carry my bags for me, open doors for me, laugh at all my jokes, bring me food and drinks, and really cater to my every whim. It was a glorious, glorious three days. So you can imagine my surprise and delight when I realized that some people get this kind of treatment every time they show up to a golf course. If this is the first you've realized golf courses are a place to get pampered and spoiled, you're in good company because you're listening to Unsportsy, a podcast that helps normal everyday people like you and me make sense of this very nonsensical thing we call sports. This week, we've got an extra special guest. That's right, folks. We're talking to an actual expert who helps us pull back the curtain on one of the world's most elusive, best-dressed, and secretive societies on the golf course. Caddies. Here we are around the podcast beer pong table, as we do every single week for the rest of our lives, God willing, because this has been so lucrative already. Um, Today, you have your host, myself, Kelly Reed, and to my left, we have... Oh, switching it up. It's to the left, it's Wiki Jim, and here I am trying to figure out some new technical things today, and it's really been an issue. But I think we're going to figure it out for y'all. And then to my left, we have the wonderful Joe Schumacher. It's easy to get confused because Jim and I are wearing the same shirt today. And I know you guys can't see that uh, at home, but Jim and I are wearing the same plaid shirt. So if you get confused with our voices, it's because we're wearing the same shirt. To my left, you have Jesse Leahy. Yes, I'm Jesse Leahy. So that's correct. Yes. And I'm ready to do some talking. And then on my left, besides Jim, we have a special guest here today. And uh, can I get a drum roll that will annoy the heck out of Jim? So beautiful. It's so beautiful. (laughs) Um, Okay, that's enough. Uh, We have one of my very good friends, a very old friend, not old in age, but old in friendship. Uh, Miss Colleen Thomas, whose nickname is... Hey, guys, I'm Beans. <laughs> is that a Mickey Mouse voice? <clears throat> I don't know. I was just trying to make the mic work well. <laughs> so Beans is... Well, correct me if I'm wrong, Beans, but you have been a caddy since the age of what What age? Well, there was nothing to correct there, but 14. <laughs> since I you was were 14, 14 when I started old. caddying. It was better than watching little kids. I just babysat 60-year-old men. <laughs> oh. Zing! Already on it. You just answered the only question I have, which is, just, is caddying just babysitting old men? And so we're good to go. I think we're done here. Yeah, yes. I think we And can. dodging golf clubs. And dodging golf. So, Beans, can you... I have never personally witnessed a caddy. Um, the way that my dad explains it is that... Okay. 
I'm sorry. That's just a funny way. I've never witnessed a caddy. Well, I've never seen one in person except for Beans, but I've never... The only time I've ever seen someone dressed up like a caddy is when Beans would get off her shift at the golf course and come and meet me somewhere. And she'd be... You wore like a white polo, right? Yep. And khakis. Yeah, white polo and khakis. And we wear a bib when we're on the course. A bib? Yeah. It's like a big fanny pack with a big logo on front. Does, is the fanny pack like full of like goodies and like tools and, and supplies and so forth? Yeah, tools mostly. Fingernail clippers? <laughs> Not that kind of tools, like a divot like, repair tool. Uh, I was going to say like a bottle opener, but yeah, probably a divot. <laughs> yeah, repair. actually, I did have a cigar puncher, a cigar puncher and clipper in my bed. What does that mean? Okay, so when you buy a cigar, usually like the end. <laughs> isn't clipped so you have to clip one end and then you punch the other one so you punch the end that so they as smoke a 14 out of. and year i usually old, had a lighter too as a 14 year old you were clipping and punching 60 year old men's cigars badass <laughs> she is a badass. well not not when i was like 14 but as you got older and you wanted to make more money you learn yeah. the ropes yeah mm -hmm. wow so can you tell me like what what how it works <laughs> so you pull up in your car or do you drive a golf cart in your spare time <laughs> well i was 14 so usually my mom would roll up oh yeah <laughs> i'm would... sorry no caddies don't drive a golf cart i don't know full it's time. like people get a company car that's <laughs> you see beans driving down the highway like trucks like get out of my way you're like this is my company car <laughs> And it's like, oh, yeah, that's uh, there's a golf cart on the highway. Oh, they're a caddy. That makes sense. <laughs> it's like you don't see like Domino's pizza delivery guys like driving around that car when they're off the ship. Well, maybe you do. Yeah, well, you they do. take the little now sign off the top. Yeah, now anyway. they use their own Okay, cards. sorry. Carry on. What Go do you on. do? You they do, actually do you carry the Domino's thing just like a boombox. <laughs> like to carry the triangle. <laughs> so, okay. So explain to us, like your mom would drop you off and what would happen? So you go up into like the caddy house and you sign in your name so you write your name and then your ranking it's kind of it's it gets to be a little bit embarrassing but then you walk down to the caddy shack and you wait to be called <laughs> and so there's a radio in the caddy shack and we're all just sitting around there and we had an old tv and i think we had three movies like caddy shack top gun and then i think like some beach party i'm dead serious those were the only three i'm sorry <laughs> i've seen top shack gun was the at least 20 times <laughs> Just the, the fact that uh, there's a lot to unpack there already for me, but the fact that you show up to work every day and it's just, what are we watching, guys? And you know there's only three possible answers every single day really makes me elated. Um, well, we got to find out what Beach Party is, but we'll come back to that. The fact uh, that one of them is Caddyshack, though, is just like it's kind of almost sadistic. Like some is, guy yeah. that's in charge is like, you know what we're going to give him. Let's put them in their place. This, this is, is what really they wreck are. Them they know what they well, are. it makes me it makes me second guess that maybe she does drive the golf cart around as her company <laughs> car if they're making them watch Caddyshack. Like, if you're gonna be a caddy, you're gonna be a caddy. But I, I I'm gonna take the counter opinion. None of this is surprising to me whatsoever because <laughs> let me tell you this: when older men get into something, whether it's golf, boats, hot rods, or whatever, or like Jimmy Buffett. 
all they do is double down on whatever that thing is. Like once they pick their lane, they're going full skid into whatever that is. It's true. Wiki Jim and I used to work for a music retailing online thing, and it was all guitar dads who just doubled down. They were like, "My all my extra money is going to guitars. That's all I have time for. No kids, nothing. And then they have the posters in their homes and the accoutrement, like the hot rod dads is like, it's not just enough to have a hot rod. You got to have the hot rod parking sign in the garage, you know. Like, and the hot rod wife. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kelly's having her stroke early this episode, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I can't really wiki anything at this point, but I'm going to bring us back on track at least. Um, so, uh, Beans, I think you left us off with you kind of get out of the car and go and watch Caddyshack. No. <laughs> Basically, you yeah. the rankings. Oh, yes. I want to know the rankings. What's that all about? Yeah. So when you first start, you're a B jock is what they call it. Like you are bottom of the totem pole. They pay you $36 to walk and try not to fall down carrying these clubs, um, which only happens like every once in a while. Um, sometimes the kids are smaller than the bags. And that's like your base rate. And then there's an A caddy. And that's like your second year of caddying. You kind of know what you're doing. Chances are you're not going to like screw up too much. And then there's double A, triple A, and honor. And like you pretty much just move up through the ranks throughout that. And it just means you get more money each time. And you probably can give better advice. So when these golfers come in, Beans, do they just like line you guys up and look at you and like they get to choose their grade ranking? For you guys or is it like we i need a b caddy or an a caddy or do they have to pay more for that so or is the that's ranking like just kind of dependent but yeah okay. like a lot of times like the caddy master will go up and ask one of the members like hey do you want to take a caddy and he'll be like yeah give me a b jack or like yeah give me an honor if, it, if he's got a big match going on that day or they'll ask for you by name what is the caddy master? <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. Isn't it crazy? It's kind of crazy. There's this whole subculture. What's a caddy master? They are the boss and they oversee all of the caddies. They're usually one of the assistant pros at the club, but their job is literally just to train caddies and like assign caddies to different loops. The caddy master. Like that's fascinating. Yeah. I love it. It's beautiful. How? Uh, tell me... Beans, how far up the ladder did you make it? Well, I was an honor caddy, but um, <laughs> that's because I was a big nerd. Like, I loved caddying. I did it every chance I got. <laughs> it was great. I was really lucky. Please tell me there is an amazing series of physical challenges <laughs> that you have to overcome to secure each level, like golfing, like blindfolded for like 18 holes, like golfing while the bag is on fire, uh, golfing while like both of the taillights of the cart are out and there's a black bear on the course. Like, please tell me there's something wild, like in between to like, like, I, like you have to fight a sensei, like in martial arts, I'm thinking. I, I just. Well, they're called caddy masters, I think. She's got to <laughs> fight the caddy master. Did you have to like break a, like a three wood over his head? Tell me, what, what does it take to, to level up in, 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 in the caddy hierarchy? The dynasty. The caddy dynasty. Sorry. Um, oh, God. I did. So ironically, there actually is. You have to take a test on like the rules to become an honor caddy. Um, but you also, so at the end of each one of your rounds, um, your member, 
whoever took you caddying fills out a card and they put like areas to improve and then they give you like an overall ranking and they also write how much they want to pay you on it. And they, the caddy master keeps track of all of that. And like after a certain level at some clubs, it's like embarrassing to like post what your ranking is. So you know where people are. And if you're like in the top 10 of your club, then you like automatically get around and you don't have to wait. Um, but at my club, it wasn't that intense. They were actually really nice. At the bottom of our caddy tickets, it said, treat your caddy as you would your son or daughter. So that was kind of the attitude at my club. I got really lucky. I was like one of the only girls, so they were all pretty nice to me too. How much did you make on your best caddy trip? One time I got paid $200 to drive a 97-year-old man around around the course in the golf cart. I literally drove him because he was really old. Did he play golf or did he just? (laughs) He actually would take naps during the par fives (laughs) because he was too tired to to play. That is sweet. That's like a rolled doll character, I feel like, or something. That's that's my retirement plan. That's what that is. Did you get paid hourly and then get tipped on top of that? Or did you just make tips? No, so it's you have a flat rate. So as a B it's 18, as an A it's 20, a double A is 25, a triple A is 30, and then an honor is 40. Per hour? And typically, well, so that, yeah, I mean, that's what it was at my club. It's different everywhere. Um, And then typically the tip is the same as the flat rate. So you typically get paid like double flat. So my average was like 80, $85. If I was carrying one bag. An hour. For for all four hours. Oh, geez. You're working for $85 for four hours. What's that equal out to, people? $21. Okay, I guess. (laughs) Clash of math down here. We don't know anything about sports, but we kind of know how to multiply 21 or 22 by four. It was so funny because it was just like a like clash of intellect on like fifth grade math at the end of the table. (laughs) It's it's totally fine. I'm required to do numbers all day for my job and Jesse's in education. So this country is off to a great place. Okay. So 21 an hour is what, what do you think? Like, okay. So give us a little background on the course that you worked on. Cause I'm familiar, but these fellows aren't cause they've never been there. So I worked at a place called Naperville country club, still my favorite place in Naperville. Um, it was pretty small. So you guys were talking about like size of courses. A lot of our roughs were like right next to each other and we had really narrow fairways. Um, but it was great. It was pretty much right next to downtown. So I could walk there. I used to also work in the bag room. So I would, I didn't have class my last period of senior year. So I just like walked to the course. It was like a mile and a half away. Now beans, I was reading that you, some caddies, not you, I don't want to assume, but caddies sometimes have to take care of the hazards. Like they have to like go out and rake the sand pits and like mow the rough and get that fairway nice and clean and pretty. Like, did you ever have to do any like landscaping or raking? Yeah, I actually made some notes on that. So from your last episode, so <laughs> I like raking to ask the landscaping bunkers, questions. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you're good. Um, I, I almost thought you said manscaping and I was like really confused. I was like, what is happening? I'm really glad um, I didn't say that. That's, <laughs> I did. Sorry. <laughs> Joe in his head. Um, no. Yeah. So you do have to rake the bunkers every time they hit it into there. And it's pretty much like 
the campfire rule, like leave it like exactly how it was. So they always look like they're pristine because you have to rake like in the exact direction of the existing rake marks. And you have to do it in between guy shots because they're like get distracted by the sound of sand moving, I guess, but not their own grunt, which is like really confusing to me. Because it's just sometimes it's honestly like disgusting. Come on. <laughs> it's worse than Serena Williams. You you would think they're playing tennis. Oh my gosh. So to in the like spirit of leaving it as you found it, if you find a dead body in a sand pit, just leave it there. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. And- and then you find Mr. Guerreri and you say, amen. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so do you have to mow too? Like Jesse was talking about? No. Oh. Okay. Whoops. okay. Sorry. There Ooh. is the grounds crew actually on my course lives like in a little house and in the grounds because they have to like they're, they have to mow early in the morning and then they do mowing in the middle of the day. Beans. It's like Are they paid. gnomes? Are they gnomes? Are, Are they garden they- gnomes? Oh, yes. They come to life. It's very similar to the movie Trolls, but with like a weird capitalist twist. And a little less Justin Timberlake. Um, Can I, I'm sorry, I got to go back to the sand. So when you were raking these sand, I'm sorry, I'm like, we're got a a live caddy on the feed and I'm really curious about raking, but, but so it's not quicksand, right? It's, is it real sand or is it quicksand? Have you ever seen the princess bride? Yes. It's not at all like that sand. It's very normal sand. And actually it's really expensive. Like the sand that they use is like, I don't know where they get it from, but it's not any beach nearby. If you like look at it, it's very soft and it's very white Mm. and it's pristine. And you get in trouble if you like rake it too far onto the fairway. Cause one, that's bad for the grass. Bermuda grass, by the way, whoever listed all the grasses, I was very impressed. Um, Is it Zoysia? That was one of them. No, Bermuda grass is different from Zoysia, though. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is I knew Bermuda (laughs) and bent grass, and I was like, those are right. (laughs) And then they said more grasses, and I was like, oh, I don't know. No, the rest of those were cholesterol (laughs) medicines. Yeah. I feel like when when club members pass away, they just get cremated and just turned into white sand. Is that what the sand is, Beans? The dead people. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not at liberty to answer that question. <laughs> the short answer is yes. Okay. Yes. So those are all the questions I had. I just really wanted to know about raking and uh, cremation. So, so you guys, can yeah, take it with the here. landscaping questions out of the way, Beans, can you tell us the strategy that's involved with caddying? Because I remember you used to tell me stories about giving old men, uh, like they weren't uh, all men, by the way. They weren't. No, I caddied for a few women. Oh, out of like my out of like my 300 rounds, I would say maybe 10 were women. Okay, so you (laughs) buried the the lead there. (laughs) (laughs) Just wanted to throw you off. Yeah. Um, Okay, so give us an idea of like what the strategy was. Like what your confidence? (laughs) No, dead serious. Golf will rip it out of you. Like my goal is just that the gentleman I'm caddying for or, or lady like maintains the same level of happiness they had when they started. But all too often I fail at just that because <laughs> cat, like golfing is miserable. Like if you're not good at it, you hate it. And I don't know why these guys pay me a hundred dollars to just make themselves miserable, but I'm not, not complaining. So typically when they ask for advice or anything like that, you just want to be like, yep, yeah, go with it. Like you got this, you're fine. <laughs> so you're basically like, you're like kind of like a therapist, but 
you're not really supposed to talk too much to them and you kind of yeah. let them have their way. Yeah. It depends on who you're with. Sometimes they like, there was one guy I caddied for most often and he was really competitive, but he would get nervous to like talk. So he knew I liked to talk a lot. So he was like, I'm just going to let you talk and then like annoy everyone else. But I'm used to like, you know what I mean? Kind of ignoring you. So <laughs> worked out well. We won a lot of tournaments. So did he bring you on tournaments with him and stuff to caddy for him? Yeah. I mean, they were all at the club. I did oh, one I event that was like farther away with him and that was just for fun. Nice. Wait, so yeah. didn't you used to have to tell them what clubs to use for cer certain holes and stuff or no? Yeah. Yeah, you do. So for my 16th birthday, I got a rangefinder, which if you don't know what that is, you is that like shoot Rover? the. Oh, okay. Yeah, a Range Rover, except not at all. So <laughs> you use it and it shoots the distance that you are. So you like press a button and it seeks the pin and then it tells you how far you are away. Um, it's really not that fancy, but I would like clip it onto my belt loop and it, like as I ran, it would like flap around. And I was like, oh, I'm so cool. So you had like that on one side and then you had your cigar like puncher on the other, like like some sort of like golf caddy like DJ. Yeah, well, she's like speeding around with a 97 year old man asleep in her car, like as her sidekick. That sounds safe. Gosh, I so, can't wait to write my caddy superhero movie. We're writing it for you right now yeah. as, as we're going. So, so you got your range finder. You're, you're seeking the distance. Then we really touched on it really roughly about how you use different clubs or families of clubs in different situations. Yeah, tell us you definitely have 10. Okay. And, and plus another four. Okay. 14 is correct. Wait, so 10 yes. plus four. Why didn't you just say 14? Well, because someone originally said that they were like, yeah, there's 10 in oh. the bag. Oh, wait, maybe it's 12. <laughs> I was dying laughing. It was so fun to watch you guys figure it out. <laughs> All right. What, so oh, 14. speaking on that, what's yeah. um is there was there any ever any um sort of interesting clubs that were like illegal that guys tried to pull off? Um, let me think about that. Illegal clubs, or like, like the only thing that would be illegal is if they had fifteen clubs in their bag. But it's not like baseball; they don't have like corked clubs yeah, or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah, wait, Wiki Jim, what were you envisioning? Okay. Like someone, someone brought a baseball, out, bat. like an arm. <laughs> I used to play golf. Some friends would come on the course with like a sandpapered up like sand wedge or something that like had a legal grip to it, and like it would actually like scuff the ball when you, if you hit it a certain way. Why would you need that for more backspin? So like, yeah, you would like try to like scuff your club or like. I don't know. It was interesting. So we're not I was just wondering baseball. if someone tried to cheat and she was caddying and had to like look the other way. But well, I feel like if the golfer is supposed to treat you like they're your son or daughter, like if you're the son or daughter, you don't want to call your parent out for cheating. That's how I that's my like Catholic guilt. That's how I feel. Anyway, sorry. Um, no, there were actually quite a few guys that would be like, did you like we do a thing called four caddying. So you like sprint in front of them before they tee off. And they would be like, if like, if you were out here, like, I'm paying you money. Like, why does my ball have this terrible lie? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I thought you had integrity. Oh. I didn't actually say that, but sometimes I would oh, think come on, wow. <laughs> Wait, so would they sometimes, like, want you to say that they hit under par or something like that? Oh, yeah, they were definitely. So I used to keep the score in most of the groups because the caddy's pretty impartial, right? Like, we're looking for a 
bit from our guy, but also you'll like clean the other guy's balls or like bring their bag down with you when you fork caddy. And so they'll tip you too. So you're not going to like cheat really. Uh-huh. And, but there'd be a guy that'd be like, oh, I got a five. And then I would be like, oh, are you sure it wasn't a six? They'd be like, oh, oh yeah, I think I you're actually remember. right. And I was like, yeah, you knew that. You knew that. Wow. <laughs> wow. Did you like when when you guys would get back to the clubhouse, like would you have to tell the club people what their score was? Yeah, there was actually a member card that we filled out. No, nobody oh. no. Nobody was gonna listen to you once you're back inside. It's like that would be amazing because then you could probably find so many illegal people trying to get better golf scores and then they could be arrested for that. I was just trying to care clubs. I wasn't oh. like Nancy Drew on there or anything like that. Yeah, like, I'm just, gonna tear down. Beans is working for the FBI. She it's just, a like, huge pulls sting. Out, like, her rangefinder and <laughs> just points it at him like freeze. I, I was about to say unintentionally. We have a strong criminal justice theme going in this episode. <laughs> from like Kelly starting off with like I've never seen a caddy before. Like like she was questioned by the FBI to like this score questioning to me putting dead bodies in the sand traps like. Did everyone like watch like 18 hours of CSI before this well, episode? I think it's because Beans, we're, we're video chatting Beans in and she's kind of like dimly lit at points, but it looks like there's an interrogation lamp and we're like, what did you know? What do you know, Beans? Yeah. So I, I gotta, I, I gotta ask because we, we did our best last week, but was there anything that stood out to you that we just fell on our face on in terms of explaining for our dedicated un, unsportsy fans our at home? 12 sports fans. Um, so the one thing I loved it, I thought it was hilarious, but the ASMR thing. Okay. So the reason that some of the announcers are whispering is because they actually are on the golf course. So yes, like tiger can hear them if they're talking really okay, loudly while tiger is teeing off. Being, they have like announcer boxes. No, I'm sorry. There are, you're outdoors. You can't shut nature up. Why are you trying to shut an announcer up? Just don't have announcers then. I don't think you understand how no, powerful beans, these men are. They can shut nature off <laughs> if they want to. They can yeah, shut nature off. <laughs> they clear the entire course of birds. <laughs> but I did feel a little bit like, what's that website? Like that political politifact or whatever it was. Yeah. I was like Googling stuff and I was like, have people ever gotten a condor? I looked it up. A 16 year old boy in Australia was the last one to get a condor. Oh, wow. That's beans. a deep cut. Are you sure he didn't just like catch a condor like in Australia? <laughs> yeah. They were confused. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also. Local boy catches condor. Speaking of which, I, so an albatross is actually when you do really bad. My dad, oh. My dad said. Huh? Beans, is that true? We said an albatross was when you got f- four under par. Wiki Jim? Oh. I none of the guys at my club were good enough to ever have to concern myself with that. <laughs> An albatross, also called a double eagle, is a yeah. score of three under par. Dan, read, read it and weep, Dad. Read it on the internet, Dan. And just trust kidding. us. No, I looked it up too whilst I was with my father, and he was like, "That website's wrong." Well, there goes our, <laughs> there goes our only listener. <laughs> I'll probably listen. Um, no, I'm reading. It says here a 16 year old yeah, boy I- also in Australia catches a rare albatross. <laughs> he caught an albatross? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Beans, tell us about the culture on at a golf course and the, cl- and the golf club. 
The country club. In the club. In the club. Yeah, yeah tell us all about Tuesday, that. On a Tuesday or? Oh, any day. Oh, I Here's one day I went <laughs> to a golf club course. Is it called a course or a club? Uh, the, the, the that depends. Yeah. Country club, golf course, golf. Do they call them golf? I guess they call them golf clubs. Yacht club. Well, yeah, with golf. That's confusing because there is a golf club, an actual physical item. Yeah, it's like I'm a member yeah. of a golf club. This <laughs> Got one it right in here. my hand. <laughs> I'm going to start. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's like in one idea. shirt yeah, like for golf. That's such a good idea. Merch. Merch ideas. <laughs> no, it's such a good That's a really good idea. I'm going to be that I'm for Halloween. I'm a member of a golf club. <laughs> the one in my left hand that's about to sink an albatross. Dan Reed. <laughs> Remember my name. <laughs> picture, like, just everyone just close your eyes and just picture, like, a lot of money and then picture high school, and that's pretty much what the culture is. <laughs> Sorry, you didn't actually all, all have to close your eyes. I hadn't even gotten to close them yet. I was like in the process. I was of trying really hard problem. to come up with something. No, but that that good. sounds about right. There, so just a lot of rich people reenacting high school. Really quick question for for everyone in the room. When when she did say close your eyes and picture money in a high school, where did you put the money in a high school? You know what? Honestly, when she said that, I was thinking of my all-night grad party where you had to like go into one of those like glass tubes and money was flying. And you had to catch it. Jim and I just talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when you said money in high school, I was like, ah, oh, grad school. And then then you were like, all right, open your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw like a cool kid like sauntering down the hall with just fresh greenbacks just falling out of his pockets. <laughs> and Jenko jeans. That's the most <laughs> accurate to what I was going for. <laughs> Surprisingly, Joe got it. <laughs> Good job, Joe. Surprising, Surprising is the right adjective for that. She's He's been holding us together the last couple of weeks, honestly. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's it must be opposite day. Did you ever get hit by a golf ball? Only off of a ricochet. But yes. I'm sorry. What? Ow. I was what's the what? Where'd you get hit? It like it got stuck in the tree and then it came down and hit me in the leg. It it wasn't bad, but I did know a kid that got nailed in the chest and. I'm not gonna lie. It was. I had the reaction Kelly had, like trying to stifle my laugh, but it was. It was. Did you have to like throw him into the golf cart or carry him to safety? Like, or the, did you use your skills? No, he finished the round. It was amazing. What? Was this off the tee? Um. Yeah. Oh my so God. the guys, this guy just like duck hooked it, like straight at him, and the guy. Did, <laughs> it's like mad? kind of a dog leg, so he didn't really see it, and he just was like, I like I remember I was on the other side of the of the like the fairway in the rough, and he like turned away, and I just like yelled, I was like Nick, and he turns back around, it just gets na- like pelted. <laughs> oh no! Did it happen in like slow motion <laughs> for you? Like 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 the oh. Patriot or Braveheart. I was gonna or say like Mel Gibson movie. Kevin Costner in the Bodyguard. You're just like throwing your caddy body right in front of Nick. It was like Mel Gibson like ripping the dagger out of his chest, running downhill. It was very similar to that because I just remember being like, "Oh my gosh, he gonna die." <laughs> <laughs> just fell. I just, that that fell. kind of thing like, would make you go into cardiac arrest. I think. I I like, I couldn't finish. I could barely finish. I hit a goose once off the tee, and that was. <laughs> That was that was heartbreaking. A like goose I, isn't a goose also a term for like a, a five over par? Or something? Probably is, yeah. which is probably what I got on that hole after. Like I hit the goose like on the fly off the tee, and I hit him, and he just he was like, like it just let out the most unholy noise I have ever heard in in my life. How did this not get unearthed last week when we were talking about golf? You hit a goose. <laughs> 
You hit a goose? Did it, you kill the goose? I knew it was a two-parter. I gotta save some juice for the goose loose in the second episode. <laughs> but did, did you kill the goose? No, I did not kill the goose. How do you know it sounds like it was in pain? It flew off. Did it fly off or did it hit it hard and it just kind of like flew in the air? Did it kind of veer as it was flying? Stop interrogating me, Ice Cube. This isn't, this isn't. I want to know who killed the goose. (laughs) Swear to me. It seems like when you go fishing and you like catch the fish, but then you like kind of really got to work hard to get the hook out and then you throw it in and you think it's alive, but 20 minutes later, it's just coming back in with the drift. That's how I feel about this goose. It probably died. Beans. The, the goose died. Like you killed a goose. I did not kill a murderer. How hard did you hit it? Pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly just had another stroke. Ah, did you hit it? He wasn't there when I hit it. It was just he flew right The in. bird wasn't there? The bird was not there. Yeah. And then he was. Yeah, Joe knocked its consciousness <laughs> into another dimension. Yeah. I, I, it was... Right off the tee. So what was the grunt like for that? Was it Serena Williams level? Are you? Was it mild? The, the grunt was really high pitched and was more of a, Jesus! <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. Because <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know you were asking with the grunt of the goose or Joe. So I don't do the. I mean, just imagine you. Just for you good make, measure, just, do the goose again. You just make perfect contact off the tee, and you're like, oh man, that's my best shot of the day. You look up, and all you see is blood and feathers. Blood! And blood. Yeah, I'm sorry, Joe. I didn't kill him. What are you talking about? I saw blood and feathers. Was it a knife that you shot? Oh, someone um, it was Mel Gibson style. <laughs> it was Mel Gibson style. Beans is uh, Jesse here. Is there a um, is, <laughs> in case here. you've had a stroke in the? It's <laughs> <laughs> something we do now. Um, yeah, Jesse here. Beans, is that uh, is there like a caddy that you like really look up to, or like, a, or is there like a famous caddy? Thank you for asking. I made a note of my two favorites. Okay. Um, so one of them, his nickname is similar to mine. Bones is his nickname. Uh, he was Phil Mickelson's caddy uh, for 25 years. His name is Jim McKay, but his nickname was Bones. He's now actually a commentator, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, and so he's just a really cool guy. Like, he was really close with Phil, and they were, like, family um, and so I caddied for one guy for, like, the majority of my years. After, once I became I think like a double A, I caddied for this one guy named Mules for pretty much the rest of my rounds. And he's a good friend of mine. So I always like looked up to Bones. Oh, that's cool. Who was who was the, the second one? Uh, his nickname was Fluff. He was on <laughs> Tiger's Bat. <laughs> what is it? These I don't, I don't he was a goose. That was real name, to be honest. <laughs> he was one of the Tigers? Yeah, he was one of Tigers, like I think in the mid-90s. Um, and he won a bunch of, yeah, they won a bunch of majors together, but he's actually also caddied on the LPGA and he's been a caddy for like 40 years now. Wow. Um, so I just think that's cool because he is like, I just like good golf. I want to do an interview. Someone's like, what's it like caddy on the LPGA? And he was like, just watching more good golf. Wow. <laughs> that was really great. I, I got a little chuckle after that, but it's mostly because I think because he yeah, just has this huge mustache. Oh, that'll that's do why it. his name's Fluff. Yeah. Oh. Um, but then there's there's some a few other ones that make like millions of dollars. So, beans. Do you still sweet. caddy or no? Oh man, I wish. But so they paid for my college, and so I feel oh, like yeah. it's a little bit like double dipping. Like, hey, you paid for college. Let me come back, and then you guys can pay me more money on the side. 
Wait, so tell us about the Evans Scholars, because I don't know if you people are aware of what the Evans Scholars is. I'm on are... the Evans Scholar website right now. Oh. Go ahead, it's the best kept secret there is. It's so. truly, it's like, well, first of all, it's kind of like a fraternity. So can you talk about it or no? Or are you sworn um, to secrecy? I'll let you know if I'm at liberty to discuss or not. Fantastic. You have your lawyer on the, the phone? Yeah. Good. Yeah, we're back to the crime uh, <laughs> yes. theme. Beans, tell them about the process that it was to become an Evan scholar. Like what went into it yeah. and what happened as a result of it. Yeah. So there's a blood ritual and mm. you have to like kill a goose. No. Um, <laughs> Joe, hey. were you in it, Joe? <laughs> I wasn't going to tell y'all. He didn't make it. <laughs> he didn't kill it. So. Um, no. So there's like minimum requirements. You have to caddy for two two years um at minimum or 50 rounds like whichever one comes first i think or it's a minimum of 50 rounds over two years and then you also have to get good grades you have to have financial need and you have to have like what they call outstanding character which really just means enough members at the club that like you that they'll write your recommendation letter wow how many members did you have to get to write your recommendation um i you i think you're supposed to get like at least two. Oh. Okay. okay. Yeah. You could pay off yeah. enough people to do that. All right. Got it. Right. Yeah. Nice. And then what How? like you lived in a fraternity building, right? Or you yeah. did work for fraternities or something? Mm, mm, no. Oh. Um, so, <laughs> so you, we live in a part of the scholarship. So once you get it, you like, there's this really intense like application process and then they give you an interview and in the interview, um, they ask you like what school you want to go to, but ultimately they pick the school. So they'll be like, they'll send you a letter like Hogwarts style two weeks later and be like, Hey, we're going to give you the Evans scholarship to Marquette university. And if you don't like the school, you can like petition it, but they're handing you a hundred thousand dollars. So like, you're not going to fight. Please tell me the invite is delivered by golf cart to your house. Like <laughs> Hogwarts, like magical style. Or like goose. Yeah, I was going to say goose. <laughs> A bloody goose delivers you a letter. <laughs> Just crashes through your window. Its broken body shatters onto your kitchen Dies floor. on the spot. I got in! <laughs> Gives one fatal honk. Evan's <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 What's that sound, Mom? Oh, you got into college. <laughs> Just like, ah, Southern Illinois. <laughs> Kelly did mention having to do stuff for fraternities and sororities. I have a vague memory of college of like Evan scholars doing sort of like service. Didn't for you other have to Greek like cook for them or something? It depends on what, like which school you're at. So I think they have like 20 houses now at different universities, but you can do it as an option. So they don't have kitchens in any of the houses, something with insurance liability and like 60 kids in an open flame. They were like, sure. Oh, we can't afford that. So you can either buy a meal plan, which is like $4,000 a year, which none of us, like we're there on financial need. None of us are paying for that. And, or you can get a meal job at one of the Greek life houses on okay. campus and you wash dishes, but then you get like leftovers. You get like scraps. No. No, like dead serious. Beans. I did not do that. Marquette didn't have a big enough Greek life. It was like 6% of our student body. Uh, it was just at some of the universities, like it was an option if you wanted to get a meal job. Other people got jobs like within the, within like the school's um, dining halls and then you got free food that way. 
but at other ones you would work at a frat or a sorority and they would just slightly like cook more food. And instead of paying someone to come and wash the dishes, Evan scholars would do it. And then they would get, just get a meal for every meal they worked. Wow. I do remember this. Yep. My friends who were in sororities, I remember like some of them being like, um, so-and-so is dating the Evan scholar as if it was like, you know, like, like you're saying, like, like a peasant boy that happens to live in the, I was just like, Jesus, like, I just, it felt weird at the time. And I'm glad that there's clarification that it was exactly as bad as I thought. <laughs> so yeah. it, well, I remember I knew some Evan scholars at Northwestern and I remember them like always working in the kitchens of the sororities. And I was mm-hmm. always like, I have a friend who's an Evan scholar, but she never mentioned working in a kitchen. And I was trying to figure out like what your role was, but apparently you got off easy. Hmm. Yeah, I did. Nice. A lot of people also think we caddy for the golf team, That we don't do that. We just <laughs> caddy in the summers. Beans, if I was, so like, maybe this is like a one last thing, but like if you were to give us, if we were to all like strap up our caddy shoes, mm-hmm. put on like our finest khakis, throw on an apron, Get out the Range Rover. Put Caddyshack on. Put the TV. Caddyshack on. We're we're driving to the golf club in our golf cart. We are ready for our shift. What is the one piece of advice you would give us to get through the four hours of golf we're about to endure? What is the one thing you could tell us to 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 stay strong? Something we need to know. A hot tip. Hustle. Shut up. And when you're asked, be confident. That's what we do every day, Beans. We were born to be caddies. That's what we come into this. We come into this podcast beard pong table situation and we act like a caddy. That's what we are. We're, we're, we, we hustle. We shut up. And we uh, act confident. We act confident. We've got a few of those things, I think. That's a t-shirt right there. That's Unsports. A- hustle, shut, shut up, up, and, and act, act confident. confident. And one. <laughs> no, but actually it would probably be don't wear your nicest pair of khakis because the bag rubs on it and you'll have to buy another pair because you'll get a hole. Oh, and see, see, I, I got these pair of I got these pair of khakis. They're the stain card khakis, right? And you can put anything on them. Guac, guac off those. sun lotion, chili. It does you can eat off those pants. Well, that's about it from us. A very, very heartfelt thanks to our friend Colleen Bean Thomas and her expert insight into the world of caddies. Thank you, Beans. Tune in next week for an episode that involves three of my favorite things, animals, linen, and unnecessary pageantry. That's right, folks. We're digging into the world of the Kentucky Derby and horse racing. Thanks as always to my co-hosts, Jesse and Joe, and our senior producer, capable editor, and wiki fiend, Wiki Jim. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Kelly from Unsportsy signing off.